Hi, this is Jessica with the Hungry For More podcast. Feeling snacky? Then I've got a quick bite for you. Welcome to our Quick Bite mini episode series. Hi friends, today I wanted to talk to you about some of the major mainstream diets that I don't like, I'm not a fan of. But before I tell you what those are and why I don't like them, I also wanted to discuss the overarching theme of this episode, and that is that I am not a fan of diets. That's not to say that I haven't done my fair share of dieting in my life because I have tried most of the ones I'm about to share with you. But of course, we need to start with the fact that diets don't work long term. Any quick fix, shortcut diets, in fact, are probably hurting you in the long term. And it's probably not the first time that you have heard that. So I wanted to go over a few things about diets that you should be aware of before I get into which diets I don't recommend. And so the first thing is dieting is stressful on your mind and body. I understand the feeling that you might need to make a change or a jump start to your routine And I can even stand behind that mindset for a need for a drastic change from what you're doing. I've been there many times. But how you go about it matters. And if it's stressing you out so much, that stress is not doing you any favors. And that could be the mental stress. And it also could just be too much stress on your body from too big a change too quickly. And If that's the case, then your efforts to lose weight throughout all that stress will probably work against you. Your body cannot release extra pounds in fight or flight mode. The second thing I want to say is that making short-term changes will probably show short-term results. When you go back to what you were doing before your diet, you will gain it all back. In fact, you may rebound and gain even more back than you lost. So a question we need to ask ourselves, is this lifestyle shift sustainable? If it isn't, then it's not going to work for you long-term or it could even harm you. This is why health coaches and nutritionists are preaching slow and healthy lifestyle shifts that you can maintain. You have to like it and want to do it or you're going to keep yo-yo dieting and struggling with your weight and stuck in that cycle. The third thing, so a lot of the time when people go on a diet and see positive results, it's likely that they also stopped a lot of the common things that cause people to gain weight, like eating highly processed food, takeout, fast food, soda, sweets. These are all things that anyone trying to live a healthier lifestyle would do. And yes, if you get rid of those things and you were doing them all the time, it's likely you're going to see a result from that, including weight loss. So the fourth thing is, and and I would say this is probably the most important one, so pay attention. Your body is an intelligent, complex design. Weight loss isn't as simple as calories and exercise. It's not just a recipe of willpower. If it were, we would all have a handle on weight management There are so many factors that contribute to the way that your body functions, your general health, your age, organ function, nutrient absorption, hormonal balance, metabolic health, digestive health, quality of the food that you're eating, 
how active or sedentary your life is, genetics. There is no one size fits all diet. What works for someone will not work for another. So don't be duped by what the celebs are saying, what your friends are saying, what you're hearing about in the media. All diets go in and out of fashion. Think about what was trendy 30 years ago and how some of those things have been debunked. An example is how everything was low and non-fat in the 90s. And now we're saying we need fat and everything is about healthy fats and keto. And what will we be saying about that in 30 years? And then the last thing I want to say before I tell you about which diets I don't like, <laughs> I want to say that the reason that I have tried so many diets is due to my thyroid disorder that I talk about all the time on the show that I've been struggling with for eight years. And weight management is my most difficult symptom to control. If you are someone with a disorder like this and you keep thinking that you're failing in dieting, give yourself some grace. Hormonal imbalance is a whole different ball game and dieting. Simply, it is not your answer. You need to work on healing before your body will release excess weight if you have a hormonal imbalance. So with that said, let me tell you a little bit about the diets that I don't love, starting with the biggest diet craze in the last 10 years, which is the keto diet. And I do think that the craze is finally becoming less popular. I'm hearing less and less about people being on keto, but I would say that most people probably have tried it at this point. It's possible that it worked for you if you did. It's possible you loved it, or it's possible that you thought it was the most disgusting thing ever, which I relate to. <laughs> I have tried this one. I'll start with saying that I don't agree with any diet that glorifies one macronutrient and villainizes another. The keto diet glorifies fats and demonizes carbs. Any diet that actively recommends a steeply imbalanced diet should intuitively make you question it. This is a fast track to malnutrition, vitamin and mineral deficiency, other symptoms like sluggishness, brain fog, low immune system, and it opens the door to other diseases. I mean, I don't know how any of us thought that you could eat half a jar of coconut oil every day and be healthy. These diets have amazing marketing to convince us that this is a smart move. So it's not your fault if you believed the buzzwords that people were telling you about it. When I tried it, I felt so gross eating that way. It feels wrong. I, I remember like a snack that was recommended when I was on it was coconut oil and raw cacao powder frozen in like ice cube trays. So I basically ate like a glob of coconut oil. And the, the point was to decrease your appetite. And yeah, I tried it. But this craze just helped people get so out of balance with their diet and what's expected to be healthy. You know, I mentioned originally the low fat craze of the 90s. That was out of balance too. But it stemmed from the science that unhealthy fats led to heart disease, clogged arteries, things like that. And that's still true. But it was imbalanced to have no fats in your diet. That's not great either. We do need healthy fats in a balanced diet. But I think high fat is a concern for the original science of heart disease, clogged arteries, all of those things. High fat is also, it's really hard on your liver to process. And I think that long-term a high fat diet is going to harm people's health because of this extra burden on the liver. 
When a diet tells you that bacon is a great option, you need to question it. Bacon is a known carcinogen. Just because it meets your fat goals for the day does not make it a healthy option for you to eat daily. And also, of course, the keto diet demonizes carbs. I'm going to get more into that in the next one. But carbohydrates are a major macronutrient that offer a ton of benefit to our bodies, our brains, our general health. There is a reason that you're craving them. So I'm not a fan of keto. And on to the next, which is low carb diets. So low carb really gets quite a showing today because it goes along with the keto diet. And it also goes along with like high protein diets, which I don't appreciate either. Remember, I don't love any diet that demonizes one macro and glorifies another one. The most naturally occurring plant food in nature are carbohydrates. It isn't fair to lump potatoes in with croissants though. So carbs break down into glucose in our body, which our brain and muscles they thrive on that. You need glucose. Glucose gets demonized because they say glucose stores as fat, but you need glucose to function. <laughs> so it doesn't make sense to demonize it. The quality of your carbs matter. You probably don't need the carbs from pizza every day. Don't get me wrong, but the demonizing of carbs is dangerous. When you demonize carbs, you demonize a lot of healthy whole foods that would certainly help your body function its best and even help it lose weight. I remember one time I heard someone at my yoga studio saying that they like to get this salad at a restaurant near the studio, but he gets it without carrots because they're too high carb. <laughs> and like, think about that for a second. Carrots? You get your salad without carrots? I think like your childhood self who was taught the very, very basics about healthy food, that fruits and vegetables are healthy, would be shocked to hear that carrots are bad. I think with low carb, you need to use your brain, your intuition. Like I said, you know, croissants, pastries, pizza, it's not the same thing as naturally derived carbs from the earth. There's a difference between carbs and processed food that needs to be paid attention to. I don't think it's fair to lump them in the same category. My next diet that I don't love is calorie and macro counting. Calorie counting was the first diet I ever went on when I was 18, and I became obsessed with the numbers. I think the worst part about calorie counting is that it doesn't take into consideration nutrition at all. When I was calorie counting, I was living on prepackaged processed foods, lean cuisines, 100 calorie packs, bar bars, rice cakes, all because I could see the amount of calories on them. And even more annoying in your calorie trackers on your phone, your MyFitnessPal, you might be adding in the calories of like two slices of tomato for your sandwich, which is so silly. That's not to say that like Having a general understanding of the calorie value of food isn't worth knowing. It is, especially with prepackaged foods, but it certainly isn't everything, like I described earlier. And it's an easy way to go down the path of malnutrition or driving yourself absolutely insane trying to stay within numbers. I also want to say that most calorie counts on food or in those trackers, they are estimates. Nothing is exact. You can never be 100% certain that every medium-sized apple is, you know, 70 calories or however much they are, right? Of course not. 
Same with a chicken breast. Any of those things, you you can't be certain. So to live and die by those numbers, it's not an exact science. Those trackers are insane. I remember putting my height and weight and how I wanted to lose two pounds a week and it would recommend 1,200 calories a day for me. That is too few calories for an, an adult woman. Calorie restriction, it also doesn't take into consideration hormonal balance. And eating like that will disrupt your delicate hormone balance and lead to worse problems like thyroid conditions, friends. Now for macro counting, I only did this for a short time. Uh, I didn't see a huge benefit from it. I know some people love it, but I will say it's the same thing that if tracking numbers drives you crazy, like it does for me, this may not be the right path for you. And then the last one that I wanted to talk about in this particular quick bite episode is steep intermittent fasting. I tried intermittent fasting before my wedding. The diet that I tried had me work to get into ketosis and then begin to intermittent fast from an eight hour window to a six hour window of eating every day to a four hour window, which is short. That means 20 hours a day I was fasting. Now, I think that there are some benefits from gentle intermittent fasting. Mostly, I think it's beneficial to allow your digestive system to go into rest and digest mode overnight. A lot of repairs happening during this time. So basically what I'm saying is avoid late night eating. It also helps with sleep and other things to allow your body to stop processing all of the food that you ate throughout the day and actually rest at night. For myself, naturally, I'm usually eating within an eight to nine hour window every day without trying, but that steep intermittent fasting that I did, that four hour window of eating every day, that's one of the ones that's very stressful on your body. Also, you are completely ignoring your body's natural signals of hunger. I don't like the idea of ignoring your body's needs. How are you ever supposed to be in tune with yourself? and find a healthy, balanced lifestyle if you're doing this to yourself. I don't recommend steep intermittent fasting for women either. This is another one that can disrupt your hormone balance and lead to worse problems. So take that into consideration. I think there's a lot of positive news about intermittent fasting, and I think that it can have its benefits, but it, I think steep intermittent fasting can be a problem. So that's it for today. I hope this helped you and gave you something to think about. If you do want to make some kind of lifestyle change, I think there's a lot of simpler, healthier ways to go about it than shocking your system with some of these unsafe and even crazy ideas for diets. You can be nicer to yourself, gentler with yourself. It might be slower progress, but it will be sustainable. And um, if you have any thoughts on this, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to DM me at Live It Up Wellness on Instagram. And thanks for listening. And until next time, stay hungry, friends. Bye.